Free Spirit Academy is about the freedom to be fully yourself beyond any trauma that may have been accumulated through our families, religions, education systems, cultural conditioning, and beyond. Our bodies hold our trauma, but they also hold our truth. My name is Randy Moss. I practice eating psychology coaching and somatic experiencing, and I'm grateful that you're here for these talks and conversations. that I struggled with binge eating for 15 years. It's a very nice round number, and it is accurate, but it doesn't account for all of the years before, all of the growing up years that I would hide food or sneak food or eat for emotional reasons or comfort reasons or think about food and plan my meals as a way of distracting myself from where I was at or what I was feeling. It didn't become true binge eating until I started dieting and trying to change my body. So about age 12. When I got serious about healing in my 20s, my interest in mindfulness and spirituality influenced my choices. And I read books on mindful eating and slow eating and conscious eating. I tried undistracted eating, making each meal and each bite this precious sacred experience And it did not work. I still binged. And I want to say too that there are elements of slowing down and eating mindfully that I use. I use with clients who are struggling and I used in my own healing process. And it's very specific and it is not a standalone practice. So if you're someone who's struggled with emotional or compulsive or binge eating and you've tried slowing down with food but it's not working... Here are a few things that I wish I would have known sooner. One, mindful eating does not have to be precious. Really, like, eat in front of your favorite show. You don't have to be deeply meditative about it. It really is just in the case of compulsive or binge eating that removing distractions removing distractions can be useful. My goal with clients is not to make them precious about everything that goes into their mouth. And I've had folks saying that if they're not paying attention, they just will overeat. And what I've found is that there's usually something underneath this. There's usually conscious or unconscious food restriction. So they're on a diet that isn't working, or they're so afraid to overeat that they end up undereating, usually almost always not realizing it only to be unable to stop eventually. What I've noticed is if we are eating regularly and heartily and we're getting our nutritional and pleasure needs met, it does not take incredible will and focus to notice when we're done most of the time. Now that is not black and white. There are certainly the occasional... um, There's certainly the occasional situation where the work really is like... Hi, you have a body. It feels hunger and it feels fullness, and we work with those things, but that is not the majority of the folks I see. So, usually, I'll say four regular meals just eat your meal, relax, read a book, watch something, and notice your body. Don't check out, but don't obsess about it. However, 
when it comes to the binge urge, if this is a chronic situation, that feeling you know, that feeling that you know you are not going to be able to stop yourself, that is when we slow down. Sit down, eat undistracted, make it safe and okay that's what that what's happening is happening, and embody the experience of a binge rather than zoning out or telling yourself you need to stop or that you will start over tomorrow. So with that understanding, number two, slowing down is not a tool to make you eat less. It's a tool to notice what's happening. The biggest thing I hear when a client says, I tried slowing down with the binge and it didn't work, is that there was still this intent to fix it, to stop sooner or to eat less. But there is so much survival energy running a binge and such a lack of safety that if there is a sense that we're doing this to make it stop, it is only going to feed into the survival energy. And the point of slowing down is to create safety for ourselves and to get to know what this experience is on a body level and show ourselves that there is no judgment inside of it. We just want to get to know this part of ourselves and this experience. And change actually can happen from here. Number three, no amount of mindful eating is going to make eating less than you actually need serve you. Something I did a lot and see a lot is folks who want to eat so mindfully so that they can stick to whatever they think they should be eating. There is this assumed rightness to the path that they've chosen. So it seems like if they're just very good and very mindful, that will let them stick to it. But if the diet is lacking in calories, macronutrients, proper frequency, or even just lacking in pleasure and enjoyment, no amount of, quote, mindfulness is going to keep your body from taking over to get what you actually need. Four. If you're absolutely desperate to change your body, attempts at mindful eating are probably just going to be attempts at control. Again, if you're slowing down as an attempt to change yourself or your body, there is a stress in that. And we might not feel it because that might be our normal. But think of being in a relationship with somebody that you know wants to change you. Or you'll only feel safe with them if you lose weight or behave a certain way. It is so stressful. And to really change a pattern like binge eating, there has to be a level of peace with the body. And that doesn't mean that you have to like it or that wanting change is wrong. We just need to start from, again, a place of safety within ourselves. Embodying a binge really does mean embodying a binge. What does a binge urge feel like in your body? What changes as you start to eat? What does the food actually taste like? What's it like to have this food take up space in your body? If shame comes up, what does that feel like? What is the sensation of that in your body? And then what's it like to breathe into it rather than let it spin stories in your head? What happens in your body if you don't immediately distract yourself after a binge? If you don't plan to starve yourself the next day or plan to start over the next day? 
can you get to know those feelings? Binge eating taught me so much. (laughs) Rather, embodying the experience that I had been fighting with for 15 plus years taught me so much. And as it became safe to embody the entire experience of a binge, it started loosening its hold. I started to find different choice points within the experience where I could do something slightly differently. It also became safe to change things from the inside of that experience. I learned that I could stop shaming myself and starting over when the binge was over. I learned I was actually capable of stopping somewhere in the middle rather than being all or nothing. And eventually I learned that a binge urge, so the survival energy driving me to eat, wouldn't kill me if I didn't follow through or if I did so in a less checked out way. Basically, I learned from experience that I was lovable and safe with myself, even in a pattern that felt like it was the worst thing about me. And creating that kind of safety, it opened up room for other hidden parts of me to come to the surface. Embodying the binge, slowing down with that energy, was truly just the beginning. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more updates on courses, classes, one-on-one mentorships, and more, go to randymoss.com, R-A-N-D-E-M-O-S-S.com. And thank you so much for listening.